And we're live. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Christopher Nolan in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every movie directed by Christopher Nolan. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Greg Miller. Hooah! <laughs> Nick Scarpino. Hello. Hooahs. Kevin Koala. Hooah! And Andy Cortez. Hooah! Yeah, yeah, rounding it out. You gotta love it. I couldn't uh, think of any. What a I couldn't think of any quotes from uh from any given Sunday. I, that's my fault. That's mm. my fault. That is your fault. Next time, mm-hmm. that's your homework for for next week. What are we here good each and every week point. right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games on Tuesdays? We do Christopher Nolan in review on Fridays. We do Studio Ghibli's Miyazaki in review. Um, today we are talking about Insomnia, but I want to let you know you can watch it live on Twitch. You can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen to this as a podcast by searching for kind of funny reviews, and we will be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad and Al Tribesman did. Uh, like I said, we're talking about Insomnia today. Uh, a, a movie featuring Robin Williams. Today would have been Robin Williams' 69th birthday. Mm-hmm. So this right, episode right. is in honor of his life. There we go. Remember when he guilted Cool Greg at the Blockbuster in San Francisco for not renting his Man. movie when he was a kid? Because, totally because Cool Greg rented You Got Served? Yeah, I'll never forget <laughs> it. <laughs> what? Anyways, today, what? Robin Williams... Fake fan. The quick version of the story is Robin Williams used to live near me when I in the house I grew up at. And every once in a while, like we'd see him at like the card store when we bought Pokemon cards when he was there with his son and shit. And uh, at the local Blockbuster, we'd run into him every once in a while. My brother was renting You Got Served. Robin Williams was in line in front of us, turned back and looked at him and said, hey, I'm not in that one. Why are you getting it? And like really, really shamed Cool Greg. And you could imagine how it, it really oh, affected man. Cool Greg. Really it was affected not well. <laughs> I feel like those long lasting effects are still there to this day. He went and tagged for the first time that night. That's what drove him to the streets. You know, <laughs> got to love it, man. You got to love it. Today we're talking about Insomnia, released on May 24th, 2002. Uh, a movie that will live in infamy for me and Kevin because it is uh, the first movie that we ever. Went to the theater to watch a movie. Ended up just staying at the theater all day for. Nice. You know? So we saw three movies that day. Wow. Including. Here we go. Including. Super Troopers. Oh. And that changed our I, lives. I didn't, I didn't put those. Because this movie is the first movie that I ever fell asleep in. Which is ironic. Which is ironic. ironic. Yeah. So uh, yeah, directed once again by Christopher Nolan. Uh, as of 2017, this is the only film directed by Nolan in which Nolan does not have an official writing credit, uh, even though he wrote the final draft of the the official screenplay they went with. Uh, this film stars three Academy Award winners, Al Pacino, Hilary Swank, and Robin Williams. And it is Nolan's only modern film post-2000 not nominated for any major awards. As of 2019, this is Christopher Nolan's last R-rated film. All of the films he's directed since have been rated PG-13 and under uh, Warner Brothers. So, like, the modern Nolan starts with the next movie. Um, a budget of $46 million and a box office of $113.8 million. A runtime of one hour and 58 minutes. This was a remake. Did you guys know that? I did not. No. Sleepless in Seattle, right? So, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Wait, is this is this based yeah, off? Dude, that was good. <laughs> what, what, Kevin? Is this based off a Stephen King book? I don't think so. I didn't see anything about that, but I did see that it was a remake of a 1997 film, Norwegian film, called Insomnia, mm-hmm. uh, where Al Pacino's character was played by oh, wow. Stellan, 
Stellan Skarsgård, who is Eric Selvig from Thor and Papa Skarsgård of the Skarsgård brothers. There's so many Skarsgård. <laughs> Papa Skarsgård of the Skarsgård <laughs> brothers. Oh, wait, hold on. I think he I did know write it. the other Skarsgård is the, who, I know the true blood Skarsgård. Who's the other Skarsgård? There's Remember? the guy that played It was a Skarsgård uh, brother Bill. as well. Really? Bill Skarsgård, yeah. He was Bill also in the movie there's like, he got, there's all, like the, he got all the Uggo jeans. No, we got this confused one day. I it, forgot what show we were talking on, but there was a guy named Sarsgard without a K that we yeah. thought was part of the family. And I searched him and I was like, oh, his name is misspelled a bunch of places. Nope, his name is just Sarsgard yeah, without the K. Same, it was very confusing. So I see my confusion here. Stephen King does have a book called Insomnia, not related to this at all. So gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to guess Stephen King's book is a lot more horror. It, Ho- it's, horror it's, it's Dark Tower shit. Yeah, uh, this movie was so fascinating because I remember watching it the first time and just completely not thinking about it again and going back and watching it with a slightly more critical eye. Uh, Danielle made a, an interesting observation. She's like, you know, it's not really a murder mystery story, considering you kind of know exactly who does it from mm-hmm. about the midpoint on. And it's true. What's what's so cool about this story that he's telling um, and it's so Nolan is that the movie is less about the the mystery of who killed this person and more about like examining the sins of the past and his similarities from like being a cop to this murderer. And I think it's so well done that actually knowing that, knowing sort of how it plays out, but can't, but not remembering the specifics was I think a, a virtuous for me. <laughs> what is Greg smiling about? What is Greg smiling about? Why is he- I made a mistake at glancing at the chat, I'm sorry. Jabambus, Jabambus92 says, one of the SARS guard is playing Randall Flagg in the stand. I just thought a lot of those words were funny. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, his name is Jambus, not Jabambus. <laughs> Jabambus. Uh, I'm having too much fun today. Finishing up talking about the remake here, real quick. Uh, so uh, Eric, uh, the Eric with a very complicated last name, the director of the original film. Uh, said of Nolan's reinterpretation, I haven't seen it for quite a while, but when I first saw it, it was a very strange experience because it was very close stylistically to the original. I felt lucky that such a well-crafted, smart film and had really good director handling it because as a remake, I think it did really well and it doesn't hurt any original if a remake is well done. This is one of those rare cases. Mm. So I felt very lucky that Christopher Nolan was the one to take it upon himself to do it. Uh, There was a lot of things changed. Uh, The original was a lot darker. Uh, The dog that they shoot was not dead. Oh, in, oh. in the original one, uh, which I don't like at all. I didn't like um, the dead dog, he was, he was undead. He was a zombie. Oh. When uh, when Dormer does the reckless driving thing to scare the girl, he's a little more rapey in the, the oh. original. And, like, he doesn't, like, do the car thing. He, like, gets a little handsy. Um, oh. And Dormer essentially rapes the hotel clerk in the original. So they're like, Jeez. we're going to change all of that stuff. I feel like um, that changes the tone a lot. That changes the movie a lot. That yeah. changes Dormer yeah, a lot. It does. Yeah, I was going to say, this movie, Dormer just had like made a bad decision, right? Mm-hmm. And like, Well, I guess two, but like they led him down this path, whereas in that movie sounds like he deserves everything he's about to get. The and they, they changed the ending uh, in uh, like pretty drastically where he lives and he the movie away. ends with him getting away, but like it, the final shot's him driving and it's clear that he's like going crazy and still has insomnia and is like not going to be able to kick it. So. Damn. That's a yeah, very, yeah. very dreary ending. Uh, I thought this movie this, was cool as shit, man. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. The uh, Again, it sort of has those uh, – you could tell this writing isn't like Nolan, right? Uh, right off the bat, you could tell that this isn't going to do anything weird or whatever. But I love that this still has those Nolan little touchstones of, you know, whenever there's like a, a very stressful scene, it'll just like silently cut away to another shot and come back really quick. 
and I love I love whenever Nolan does that. I think it's so like artsy and shit. Um, but yeah, I, I I expected to not like this one because it was so not Nolan, because it was just kind of a movie that would be on the USA Network at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, it was it was cool shit. I, I'm glad that this that in review is sort of introducing us to these like shows that movies that I would have never watched otherwise. Greg, why are you laughing, Greg? What is it? What 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 <laughs> word sorry, now? Made it's you just laugh. really there's just a lot of good stuff on the internet today, right? Because <laughs> I was getting ready for like, a lot of stuff review. on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Review summary, right? And I was like, oh, they're gonna land on a water plane. I'm like, wait, I know there's a better word for water plane. <laughs> so I googled seaplane? water plane. It came up with seaplane. I was like, oh, yeah. can I get a factoid? I click on the Wikipedia link. <laughs> And it's titled Seaplane. And then right, the first thing it says on the page is for Bob's Burger episode, see Seaplane. And it's a hyperlink to that. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine being an invention with the first thing on your Wikipedia page is Bob's fucking Burgers. I tell you guys, a lot of people, they want to, they want to poo-poo 2020 because of the pandemic and the racial injustices and the fucking crushing pressure of life. But if you open your eyes and smell the roses, occasionally there's something to laugh at in your fucking you a, jail cell of a life. You get you get Jabambis talking about <laughs> weird words in chat. Wait, yeah. Uh, yeah. Miller, did you find a better word for seaplane? No, seaplane is the word that I was going to say water plane. Okay. Because there's also amphibious flying boat, which is pretty oh, cool. Good. I got to imagine that's the most rough landing of all time. Like when I when I just think about when I think about planes having rough landing, like you're landing on choppy water that's moving. (laughs) It's got to be the scariest thing of all time. Yeah, you're coming Hmm. down fast. You're creating wind. You're 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 slowing it down for yourself. You're getting rid of. I see more like stone skipping, you know, and that looks like kind of chill and fun. It's everyone's life. Everyone's life that Captain Sully Sullenberger saved. They said it was a smooth landing on the Hudson. Yeah. Uh Hudson. Yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed this movie a lot. I think it's 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 really. Good, <laughs> Did they say it was a smooth landing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I thought they were spectacular overall, and I feel like it was it was cool, but it kind of just like it reminded me of like a really really good SVU episode as opposed to mm. a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, and it's was... like kind of hard to separate those things when it's like. But Nick, what you were bringing up of like it isn't really that because it's like there is so much focus more on the the character side of things. But I, I was kind of just always hoping there was going to be some moment where I'll go, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. And like the moment where it's Robin Williams and him on the the uh, ferry. little ferry, and they're having the conversation, and it's like, oh shit, they're just revealing it all here. Like mm. th- it's all on the table. Like they both know about each other, and it's all there. I was like, this is cool. Where they're going to go with it? And I thought where they went with it was like, this is good. This is like I give yeah. the movie a beat. Like, that's the thing yeah. to me. It's not. It's not a thriller. You you start watching it and you think, oh, this is going to be somewhere like tonally like Silence of the Lambs, where it's scary as shit at moments and it's all building, sort of like a Denis Villeneuve movie where you're like, it's slow burning tension, building, building. But they just completely change it about 180 degrees right when they meet, and it becomes more of a drama. And it still it still has thriller esque moments, but it's really just about his 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 like de-evolving into this madness because and I, and I love by the way the thematic use of the light like no matter what he does there's always light being shed in on his darkness and he cannot stop that and it's driving him crazy until the very very end when he decides to do the right thing and sacrifice himself and save the hillary swank character and then finally he can go to sleep it's just super it's it's well done but you get to the point where you're like i'm just interested to see how these two people are going to interact with each other less about it's less about catching rob williams yeah, and more about just totally. seeing like how, how is this character going to like, res- like how is he going to find uh, you know absolution? 
And and Pacino's over, uh, ever evolving sort of uh, exhaustion, I think, is really cool. Yeah. I think they like there's there's a stark difference from where he is at the beginning of the movie towards the end, where totally in and in, in any conversation, like I feel like we've all been there, where there's a conversation happening, you're just kind of like, like oh my god, like I've gone six hours of sleep in the last two days. This is it's, really it's usually rough day right now. three of E3 for me. That's usually yeah. what I, I'm like. <laughs> what are you saying? I don't yeah. understand it. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, I was just going to say the similar things where I, I feel like uh, what Nolan does best is kind of getting us to feel the perspective of the protagonist um, where there are certain moments where it like shows how tired he is, like when he's driving and we start seeing the flashes of random stuff where it's like that's what it feels like to be that tired. And I feel like most of us, maybe not to the extent of six days, but we've been, like pushed ourselves to like extreme yeah. exhaustion. So it's like so many of those moments where like things just seem cloudy, like rang so true with like, oh man, I, I could kind of feel that in the way they shot it. And that was really yeah. cool. Yeah, well done. Definitely. Well. Mm -hmm. Also, how fucked up would it be to be in that town and never, and, and like there's that great moment where, He's like, let's go pull this kid. Okay, let's go pull this kid out of school. She's like, it's yeah. 10 o'clock. He's like, that's right. Oh, let's go pull him out of school. She's oh, like, it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And he's like, fuck. And then there's just that moment where he's wandering around at night trying to like, like trying to be, yeah, trying to do dog. bad stuff, trying to do and bad stuff. Broad daylight. You. <laughs> it's just such an interesting, like, you really like, cool, like thematic storytelling because he can't, yeah, no matter what totally. he does, he cannot get away from the light. It's so yeah. cool. It's, it's a cool fictional. World. It's a cool fictional world they built with how the time works. It's really yeah, I'm cool. so yeah. glad that that's not a real, not, not a real thing in Alaska. <laughs> cool, Dude, can cool you imagine how cool thing. it would be for it to be night for five months and no, you just sleep no. for Kevin? Sleep that's for like two that's months. How people get depressed, Kevin? Yeah, man, like, sure. Yeah. People that like you know that aren't me. <laughs> like I would just sleep for a like you, long, yeah. long stretch of time there. Paula would not allow you to do that. You know that. Yeah, she would. She'd sleep think because it was dark. What are you else you gonna do? Kevin, think up, think about thirty days of night. Vampires, no yeah. Vamp vampires. Sure. It's in but, Alaska. But for five okay. months. Damn. Yeah. Either way, it looks beautiful. What a joy to have Al Pacino in a movie. You know what I mean? Usually and, here on these interviews, like I said, they're just giving us dog shit. You know what I mean? Here's Captain well, America. Here's Spider-Man. Here's an we do the Irishman in review and we can do <laughs> 14 <laughs> hours of Al Pacino. We, do we should do that. We should watch Heat at some point because him. I've never Val seen Kilmer. Heat. I'd love to Are see Heat. Are you fucking kidding me? Robert so De Niro's in that too, right? And I love Val Kilmer and I love Robert De Niro. Let's watch Melissa McCarthy. So let's start here. We're talking about nope, Al Pacino. That's the Insomnia. Heat, you asshole. <laughs> Insomnia. All right. Heat Keanu Reeves is a lawyer. He's a small town Funny. lawyer. But then he gets a big case and he stops it. And then this guy's like, do you want to come work for me? No, Greg, that, that's the devil's advocate, Greg. Yeah. And that's also. Look, but don't touch. Touch, touch. but don't taste. Don't taste, <laughs> but don't enjoy. What a fucking movie, The Devil's Advocate. Are you kidding me right now? That's really? <laughs> and that's the thing. The only thing that can top Al Pacino is Al Pacino. And we should do Al Pacino interview. I'm putting it out right now. The motion passes. Andy, put it in the log, please. Captain's log. There it is. Andy's doing it. Thank you very much. Uh, we're flying over Alaska, everybody, in a seaplane. 
And guess what? It's choppy up here. From Bob's yeah. Burgers. <laughs> no, not the not the infamous Bob Burger episode. It's called Seaplane. It was a different one. Uh, you, you got a lot, a lot of ice up there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I want you to think about this. Next time you go to the gas station, you get yourself a 7-Eleven Slurpee, and you get a bag of ice on the way out. Think about Al Pacino. He might have flown over that ice at one point because this true. place looks like fucking Krypton up there. I digress. They're flying. It's a, a Wait, Why dormer. are we getting our ice from Alaska still? That's how, that's how ice is made. Kevin. Yeah, what you do? I don't want your California ice. All right, I've bullshit seen the ice. warnings. This Everything's got everything got cancer and causing ingredients here. You know what I mean? Every time I try to exactly. walk into a Buffalo Wild Wings, I got to be warned. Sucks. Yeah, I digress. We're flying. It's Dormer. It's Hap. They're up there. There's a pilot too, but he doesn't matter. He doesn't get a name. All right, he's a pilot. He looks pretty young. I wouldn't trust him, but you know, it's Alaska. You got to do what you got to do. Dad probably got eaten by a bear. Mom kicked by a mule. I think. <laughs> they're up there they're flying right actually now that i've talked about it i want the pilot's backstory this sounds fascinating you know because i imagine the you mom got kicked by the mule early. <laughs> mom got kicked early. yeah dad got eaten by the bear more recently and this guy's got to fly the, the family business that is planes anyway greg we, yeah. you could just make up your own backstory <laughs> like, he just yeah, did that, none of that yeah, was canon all right. Uh, so they're flying up from old L.A., Los Angeles, La La Land. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> la La Land. <laughs> Anyways, they're having a terrible time on this plane. Uh, Dormer's going over some case files, looking at some uh, dead photos, or no, photos of a dead person. Meanwhile, Hap's got the fucking L.A. Times still, and he won't even get his head around the case because he's reading about themselves and an investigation that's been launched into their LAPD uh, department. But we'll talk about that later. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. So instead, yeah, Dormer lays it out that they're up there. You know, Hap's getting plane sick or whatever. Blah blah. Uh, they land. They're in Alaska. Uh, Hillary Swank, million-dollar baby herself, rolls up, and she's going to give these two a ride to the police precinct because she's a policeman too. And she's like, guess what? I've always, I went to school and I studied your case, uh, Dormer. I just think you're the best. You're the, you're the cream cheese on my bagel. And he's like, thanks, man. That means a lot to me. <laughs> wow. And this, like, she's like, I'll take you to the hotel. He's like, fuck the hotel. Let's go straight to the station. She's like, yeah, most cases are solved in the first 72 hours. And he's like, 48 now. We've already lost the day. <laughs> and so they drive fucking over to the police station. <laughs> they get to this Alaska police station, right? And there's just this fucking fat cop there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's all like, hey, yeah, yeah, what's up? I'm glad you came up here to help me. I didn't expect them to send you Dormer. Of course, we are old cop friends. We go way back to cop school junior year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's cool. like, yeah, mm-hmm. that was the time. And they have like a Hogwarts. Exactly, like a Hogwarts. <laughs> and so it's like, all right, cool. You're really accepting. You're glad we're here. Uh, let's get you know all the information meet the other cops and we go in there and all the other cops they fucking hate this guy and it's mainly the guy from boston public if you remember boston public a great fox show this Mm -hmm. is the guy who brought a gun to school he was the teacher and he brought a gun to school and that's how we knew he was a bad boy um He's there with this pencil thin mustache. Was he a bad boy or was he like? No, he was a he was a. I don't you know. I can't remember if he was a good teacher, but he's not the teacher who had sex with the student in Boston public. So that's the curve we're grading on. And then also Jerry Hall was in this show. Nick Scarpino. Is this the show with uh, where Drake was on? No, no that's Degrassi, Degrassi High Degrassi. you're thinking of. Canadian this one Rashida show. Jones was on. Rashida Jones Ooh, uh, first. She was in Degrassi? She was the, uh, she's awesome. No, no. She was in Boston Public. Oh. Jim Halpert. Tim, I'm putting it on the table too. Boston Public in review. Jim Anyways, Halpert though. just fucked her So over. these all the pencil thin what? Boston oh, Public yeah. cop. He doesn't like this. 
he doesn't like that he's there and he's like mm, and, and he's like dormer's like let's go see the body and he's like it's in the case box like i want to see the body why do you want to see the body i gotta see the body i'm this thing and then they eventually go see the body right it's like back down alaska boy all right i don't care how many seals you've clubbed this morning this guy got flown in from la for this murder you're not gonna stand in the fucking way get out of the way with your stupid mustache you and your your stereotypes they're clubbing seals now huh no, no, that's not a stereotype about Alaska people. It's very much this guy from Boston Public. Okay, all right. Thank you. you can thank see you. That Thanks for the clarification, right. Greg. Yeah. No, good, if good you're stuff. in Alaska right now, I understand you probably just crawled over a moose carcass <laughs> on your way to work. I'm sorry that if you were insulted by the stereotype I was giving you, all right. Why would you crawl over a moose? I mean, that'd be like a lot of blood that you get on yourself with all the decomposition and stuff. Mooses oh, are big. Man. I know they are. Well, that's why you got to crawl up them. It's like Everest. You know what that's I mean? Fair. Don't walk around them. Crawl up them. They always say you got you walk to. Around, well, that's the might, safest place. You. you never know what other kind of apex predator is waiting around the body. Think of it like Very tremors. True. All right. If you're on the rock, you're safe. We are going the gambit today. We are just going the full. You bring it. Don't don't bring tremors into this unless you're really ready to do tremors one. And Tim, review. I'd like to see tremors interview. Andy, the motion the passes. Andy, please put it in the wall. <laughs> All right, guys. So, <laughs> Jen just, so Jen just, I see Jen come over the slack. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> anyway, what he does best. So they go to see the body now, right? And mm-hmm. they get down there, and he's like, "It's in the report. It's in the report." Because they're talking about like how she got, you know, blunt force trauma, all this stuff, or whatever. Which is like, rude. It's like report. stop saying it so much. We, we, it's fine. I'm sure you did your job great. He just wants to see it. You he know? washed her hair after after he killed her, right? He cut her nails. How do you know that? Because the, the paint ain't the she painted them beforehand. Ooh, ah, now she got them. Ah. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, fuck, this is shit we didn't see. We don't know anything about hair and nails here in Alaska. We're shitty cops. You're a sure. great cop from L.A., apparently. And then meanwhile, Hap's tapping the newspaper, and he's like, are you? Don't ask any questions. Ooh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It looks so gross. It was like the actual, like, scissor, like little tiny scissors cutting the nails. I hate it. I hate uh, it. Yeah. Like, hate I just, it. like, just get some bigger nail clipper. Uh, just the Have idea ever- of... You don't like using uh, little scissors? I, Kevin, I can't deal no. with nail stuff. I every, once in a while, every once in a while. I cannot deal with nail well, stuff, dude. Nick Sarkino, kind of funny. Cut someone else's nails? No. no. It is not a pleasant experience. Not pleasant. I disagree. Ooh. Tim, uh, Tim yeah, Gates. Hold on, Andy. Uh, you just said everybody knows you don't like nail stuff. Did anyone here know that? No. Andy, can you can you please dive a little deeper into this? Not too deep, but... I just, I just, hate, I just can't deal with nail stuff. Whenever there's anything with a nail in a movie where it's... Uh, where people are getting tortured and they're like pulling, oh, pulling off, off nails, nails, you know, like Game of Thrones kind of thing. I get that, yeah. but like just just cutting nails. Just, what about painting just, nails? Just nail stuff. No, no, no. I think that stuff is a little bit more peaceful for sure. But when we start to deal they... with and when we start to deal with torture and like weird yeah. nail mutilation, that's where it's just like Andy, I can't do it. Nails and eyes. What if the what if they're Easy putting first. the old bamboo between the nails Oof, and the finger? No, can't do that. No. Can't okay. do that. Right, what about yeah. that old commercial for the foot fungus cream and like the the foot Ooh, fungus? They yeah. like lifted the lid and there was all oh, these like oh, God, kind of disgusting. Kind of do it. It made me really want to buy that. I didn't. I've never had foot fungus. But you want to be preparing case just in case, just in case. That's the first PG thirteen commercial ever. Nick Scarpino. Scarpino. What about the seminal scene in the movie Biodome where um, Polly Shore is biting um, Stephen Baldwin's nails off, his toenails off with his with his teeth? I don't remember that. Just ripping them off. Like uh, I watched movie? Wild with Reese Witherspoon over the weekend. That's how was that? With her. It's when she hikes good. across America. Yeah, I yeah. like. That I want to watch it's Into the Wild. Like, you know, with right, we get it. Like I understand. Like you know what I mean? It's, you know, do you want to? You want to be one of these like granola people, right? Who are like, oh, I'm gonna fucking find myself out on the trail. Like you know, that's what I mean. That's what you're getting. You're you know gonna I mean? die. I mean, that's the spoiler. What right? happened to the What happened to the movie with Harrison Ford and the CG dog? 
That came out. That <laughs> came, came out. out Did it? Rave reviews. Yeah. yeah. Call of the Wild. Yeah, came out. Everyone was like, Harrison Ford, get off my plane. Is that Call of the Wild? Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's Jack London. And then they so, the we saw it was an Andy Circus, but it was fake ass Andy Circus doing his dog impression. And it was like Nick, uh, someone it. called him and said, "Andy, we know that you can do the Gollum. We know that you can do, of course, Planet the of the Gollum. Apes. But have you ever tried doing a dog?" And after six months of intensive research, Andy Circus got back to that producer and said, "I'm fairly confident I can do the Call of the Wild, the, the dog. dog." And then he it went wasn't like him. <laughs> it wasn't no, him. It, it was. It was Andy Circus. It wasn't Andy Serkis. It wasn't Andy, Andy Serkis. I just imagine Andy Serkis. They're like this. Oh, fuck, man. We really need a table. Andy, can you play a table real quick? And he's like, six months of research, and then I can play that table. I, need I to know hope someday you interview from. him and you do a great job. Let's put it this way. I would love to interview I would t- definitely do a great job. Secondly, I love that that sounded like a threat from Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no. He just did a phenomenal interview with uh, Eric Roberts, and it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, I actually would like to see you sit down with yeah, Andy Serkis. After oh my God, like I mean, I two weeks of you doing research nonstop, just watching every movie he's in, and then yeah, you do a great job, uh, dude. Are you kidding me? I would I would talk to him exclusively about Matt Reeves' Planet of the Apes and how hard that project was. But I, I haven't watched the he's third not one here, yet, so know? I have. Uh, it's, it's really good. They're all good. Yeah. Anyway, Pacino's hoo-wine over there. <laughs> and so he's like, all right, I've seen enough of this dead body. Take me to her house. And he's like, it's in the report. And he's like, if you say it's in the report one more time, I'm going to show you why these are registered man. weapons. And they're wow. like, oh, my God, this he's guy a knows Judah. Let him go. Yeah. And so they go to the house, and they start digging through a room like real creeps. You know what I mean? These just they're getting off on it but they're going through the trash and they find a photo torn in, or they find the Are photo they? torn half on top of it then they go through the trash they find the second part who is this it's her best friend funny doesn't look who doesn't look like a best friend Man, who I? you know because she tore it up and threw an apple and they find books there and they find a necklace there that's very expensive they find a very expensive dress there that no could her boyfriend could her boyfriend afford this they say. designer and they say no of course not he's he's a high school student high school students can't afford that we've never heard of cocaine and how you could sell that and flip it for we've never played chinatown wars and they're like oh, all right that's it let's fucking get his ass in here i want to talk to him right now and they're like all right cool but let's go to school let's grab him i want to make a big statement and they're like it's 10 o'clock and he's like i know it's 10 o'clock you don't go to fucking school in the last and they're like it's 10 o'clock at night and he's like oh i got played oh, you know what i mean he does that oh, Al Pacino. I, I wasn't sure i thought you were gonna go oh ah. yeah i thought that was coming too <laughs> we're close we're close yeah, to we're, that anyway. but, but we'll I, see. Just don't I do force it. i do like the line that he responds with where it's very much like an old like grandfather kind of talking to you like yeah of course i knew about the sun Wait, yeah it was cute, you it was cute. About- yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he taught, he, he, you didn't know that app i'm like oh yeah. man him and Happer are thick as thieves i love it jump yeah. cut over to the restaurant here now uh, or at the hotel where they check in and uh you know uh, hap's kind of flirty with the with the woman who's running the front desk who's the woman of course from news radio whose actual name escapes me but Boy i know returning. her thank you very much yeah, she was great. Her and Dave Foley, remember? They had a whole thing. Never seen, yeah, dude, if you've never seen News Radio, and I don't know if it's – I don't think it's streaming anywhere, which is a travesty. It's a great show. Phil Hartman's what's, best work. What's her name? What's wow. the word, what about Boston Public? Is that a good show? Actually, it was a good show. Yeah, that was one with James you. Bader and uh, James T. Kirk, right? Okay. No, no, no. That was – I'm sorry. That was, that was Boston, Boston Legal. Legal is what Boston you're thinking. Boston Public of. is the one you were referring to. Yes, Boston, Boston Legal, Legal great show. A, a sequel to The Practice, remember, which was another good show for a while there. Was it really? Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up liking it. I don't know if I was good or not. I remember watching it. Dylan McDermott, uh, Laura, Laura Flynn Boyle. 
You know, you know what I mean? Not, oh, I'm liar, not a, liar. Tink, yeah, I was Tink about Gunner. to say, Mara, whatever her name is, was in Liar, Liar. Remember her? Yeah, she was the she wife. Was the she mom. was the, the mom in my yeah. family. Yeah. Anyways, they check in there, me. and Hap's kind of flirting with her, and then Dormer's like, just a business, and Hap makes a funny comment about underneath his, like, you know, laughable exterior or whatever. He's very down to business. Like, <laughs> and then he's like, do you have a restaurant? Yeah, we do. It's about to close. We'll be fast. They go over there. All they got is halibut, because again, I, we're, we're in what? Nightshade, Alaska? Something like that. It's got a cool name. Uh, Nightmute. Night Which you last totally it totally Hell sounds like a, a world in a in a remedy game. Totally. You know what I mean? 100%. Uh, it's the halibut capital of the world, though. So that's all on the menu, and so they're making Halibut's fun of that. Delicious. And then, and then uh, you know, uh, fish shocks. Uh, Pacino goes, "I oh, can't wait to do what they have for dinner." Great dessert. Yeah. Now, if you eat halibut, you when they when you order it, you can say, "I'll have the halibut just for the halibut." Thank you, Nick. I'm, okay, Does I wasn't. That make it you know, better? Does that turn you around? Does no, it no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Great. How do you feel uh, about ceviche? Oh, yeah, so no, good. that's raw, right? The guac yeah. mixed in. Yeah, no, I, raw. Well, I mean, it's not. It's, it's cooked in the the lemon juices. Okay, then ceviche in general just gets passed. Wait, on my so list. raw fish is okay, but cooked fish isn't? Yeah. Oh my god, you're Fuck you're a shit. special boy. Fuck this shit. <laughs> just you guys know. Just you know, Andy. Again, I, here's the thing. Everybody else here wants to dunk on me. I understand it, but they're allowed to because they've eaten things. All right, shut up with your no mac and cheesy. You're worse than me, and I want you to know that. I don't want to agree with this man, right but he's Look right. Look at my fucking eyes, Andy. You're an American. Right? Never had a fucking corn dog. Look at me. Look at me. Jokes at aside, motherfucker. I'm saying you're worse than me on the spectrum of things you don't eat and don't like. All right, so let that sink in tonight. When you go back to that little fucking bed, all right? <laughs> that little purple bed that I want to curl up so bad in. I purple want you to go back bed. there and think about it. But everyone on the internet bed. thinks you think I'm bad. They think I, you're worse. You didn't know where to go with that. <laughs> he got <laughs> there, though. Andy, do, I ever, do I ever you know, know where I'm going at any point when I jump? This is the fun thing about improv, and this is why I think the Upright Citizens Brigade sucks. They make such a big deal about it. Look at us here. Look at us. We're doing it. Look at this. We've oh, my God. It. It's a taco. You know what I mean? Anything can be anything. They say, they, they say the best yes. improv happens. And I fucking it's, came up with the pilot's backstory in two seconds. You don't see me getting any Emmys over here. I digress. That's true. Mara Tierney was in the UCB. <laughs> Just a fun little anecdote. Who's that? What? The the, uh, the, the person from uh, news oh, yeah, news radio woman. Yeah, I think she. Yeah. I think Dave. Oh, the news radio woman. <laughs> why didn't you fucking say? I, why I, would I, you say the person that's in the movie we're watching? <laughs> I give you the shorthand for the names. All right, <laughs> Pilot Pete is one man. <laughs> news Pilot radio Pete. lady is the, the check news radio lady. Pilot Pete is, is, is Dormer. We got uh, million dollar baby. We got Boston <laughs> public teacher with a bad mustache. Do I need to fucking send you notes beforehand so you I'm can keep up, Greg? Yeah, Nick. I'm fucking tack on with you right now. Nick, we are, we are, you. we're tandem skiing right now, and we're going down that hill perfectly. Tandem class, skiing. Right? I'm the you. you're the TA. All right, and I Thank need you. you to keep these kids in line. All right. Wait, real oh, quick. How it. does tandem skiing work? Do you no, each have a ski and you're holding hands? Or I don't think it's a real thing. Truth be told, it came out of my mouth, and I think it's just skiing. And then half like, all right, listen, Dormer, we're about to have a delicious meal of fish here because everyone in the world likes fish or tricks themselves into thinking they like fish uh what i'd like to tell you is i'm about to ruin your entire fucking life uh that back home all these people are coming at us you know because of the murder investigation and i'm just gonna i'm gonna flip on everybody i'm gonna i'm gonna make a deal and dormer's like you're kidding right hap come on we've been together for 45 years here right you came out of the womb with a gun you and i went to work that's how it is and he's like listen i'm gonna keep your name out of it and dormer's like how do you fucking keep my name out of it you do this everybody walks free all right, Ivy, 
Harley, the Joker. Yeah. They're all out. Carte blanche, right? <laughs> if, they, if, this, if my career goes down this way, all the scumbags in L.A., they get let loose again. You know what I mean? Anthony Carboni back on the streets. We can't have this. Sure, and Hap's sure. like, listen, I got to cut a deal. I got a wife. I think I have a kid. I'm not 100% sure. He on that does. Back. He does. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I got to look out for myself here. I get immunity. They, I'll keep your name. And Dormer's like, you're, you're, you're fucking, you can't do Greg, this. Greg, but, you made a backstory for the pilot. I'm sure you could do it for Hap. Well, <laughs> they, you know, they made implications. I, fact. I don't want to screw it up for you guys. You know what I mean? The, didn't they make I mean, what spices are sitting next to you? What spice do you have riding shotgun right now over there? Right here? Yeah. Uh crushed red pepper. Great. Okay. Just Is make that it. for your pizza? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Pizza? Oh, oh. oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so th- at this point, they imply that he's like, oh, you're not gonna get in trouble for f- like messing with a drug dealer, right? So he that uh, his partner had been stealing like Getting money from drug dealers is that that what the implication is? No, I don't know I, that. they just they just said that Dormer Dor- at one point Dormer only crossed the line once, and it was to to plant this Dor- evidence, right. and it was going to like, and so I but think his, his partner, partner being corrupt would have come back badly on him. Yeah, it would have right. just unraveled the entire department. Yeah, yeah. but, but his like, partner had been doing funny. other stuff, right? Yeah, his partner okay. had been like on, was on the take or something weird yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. or had had. Was a little bit like he was implicated in a lot more things. But yeah. Al Pacino, I think, was like, if you go down this road, I.E. is looking for a reason to burn me down. They're going to use you, flip you on me. It's going to happen. He's like, no, we're not going to do that. And he's like, I'm going to fucking shoot you in the mist, man. Girls in the mist. Pow, pow, pow. And I mean, that's it. You know, I mean, it's it's irrelevant to our current predicament. But this is one of those things of like this movie you watch, you're like, man, all cops are bastards. Look, at they're all just what are they? Are they they're standing in the way of justice and truth. Really? Like, it's, it's, I remember growing up, this made me have, and I didn't fall asleep yet. Um, just Never fall just asleep to again. clarify, I hadn't fallen asleep, so I remember this part of the movie. This made me like fucking hate the uh, the what is it called the internal affairs. Internal oh, affairs. I, I, everyone yeah. hates IE man. Where it's just everyone one of those things. Where it's like, yeah, fuck them. I, Why are they investigating these guys so hard? Your next force. It's three. It's IAD is what they always call it, right? Internal Affairs Department. I've IAD, always heard IA. 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 Yeah. IA, yeah. yeah. There's a great movie called Internal Affairs starring Andy Garcia and Richard Gere. Then Richard Gere plays a corrupt cop and Andy Garcia tries to stick it to him. Great. Um, so this time though, like uh, news radio woman comes over and she's like, "What can I get you guys?" And Dormer's like, "I lost my appetite." Ooh. And he goes upstairs. And he's it, we get a shot of the clock, and I forget what time it is. I think it's midnight. And like we get it's all bright in the room. Like he, you know, it's a fucking bright in here, man. You know what I mean? He's oh, and he like, he like, he can't sleep. This is the start of the movie, Insomnia. You'll see, guys. It'll develop as we go. And so uh, the next morning, uh, you know, Hillary Swank, million dollar baby. She's out there. She picks him up. She takes him down to the cop station uh, or maybe they go straight to the school. But it doesn't matter because they go there. And this is the big reveal in the movie, guys. They walk in and who is the boyfriend? It is Avery from Nashville. I oh, would yeah, have told you everybody who got their start on Nashville got their start on Nashville. Never did anything before. Never been in a talkie before. But here we are. It's Avery himself who had one of the best redemptions in Nashville throughout the seven seasons or whatever, where he started, you remember this, right? Where he started and he totally fucked over Scarlett. Then he went and he was, he had this like pervy, like manager type woman who was like fucking him and then making him produce music. He didn't want. And then he burned his masters and they were like, you will never work in Nashville or the music industry. Again. I remember that for a long time. Very he intense. did it, but then he started up with the exes, but then he, he got a, he was back up uh, like guitar for Juliet Barnes. Then he fell in love with Juliet Barnes. Then they had a kid. Wait, then the show takes life. place in Nashville. 
Correct. And in real life, Hayden Pinatieri had a kid and she's like, I'm kind of doing the postpartum thing. I can't do the show anymore. And they were like, no big deal. You take as much time as you need. She left. He took care of the kid. Then she came back. It was a big, you know, brouhaha about how they were going to take care of each other. It was, you know, it was a great show. Actually, you should all watch it. Uh, anyway, they drag his ass in and he's like, I'm a little kid. And they're like, you fucking did it. You killed her. Whatever, man. And he's like, no, nah, man. And they're just like, and like, he's getting real animated and Dormer, Dormer cool as a cucumber. You this know is what the I mean? dumbest. This, this scene sucks because I'll tell you what. You're a, high, you're a high school kid. You are not reacting this way in front of cops who think that you may have murdered your ex-girlfriend. Like, there's no way that you are this calm, cool, and like, you got Andy, nothing on me. You don't understand being white. Things are different for these white boys out there. They don't give a fuck. Also, really? Because I feel, I feel like it's... anybody that young would be terrified and be like, I didn't fucking do this. Why are you like, there's no possible way that you that I killed my the, not a chance. I'm, like, I'd be freaking out. I'd be panic attack nonstop. I, I think that it being a small town, like really made it like, you know, he pulls him in a little bit later and he's like, I'm not one of these guys that grew up with you that know you. And like previously, your hard shit isn't working with me. I yeah. know what you really are. Yeah. Previously, we had heard yeah. him kind of talking with um, the lady cop, with Hillary Swank, yeah. and it, yeah. you know she had all the information where she was like, "Oh, he dates this girl, and uh, this is their friend." And I don't think that was research. I think it's just it's a small enough town that everybody I, knew, knows each other. I just feel like he needed to, like he could have at least in this scene, he might as well have said the line of like, "Good luck, good luck having that hold up in court," you know, like yeah, he, he was you just missing that on one line. Covered. Exactly. Eventually, though, they wash their hands of him, and they're like, "You think you did move it? your mic down?" Dormer's like, "No, yeah, you're out of focus, Timmy." Uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, "No, so let's just go back to this the police station, eat some donuts, figure this out." So they go back to the police station, and then when they get there, guess what? They found her backpack. It was out by some stupid cabin or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, holy shit!" So they open up the thing, and what do they find? A bunch of books. This is important. They have books in there, everybody, because they're all school books. They have books in Alaska. <laughs> they're one book written by a guy. All right, and it's going to be very important, but we don't know that right now. But we kind of page through it, and like, all right, cool, that's done. So that's good. That's done. And then, you know, Dormer's big move is, hey, fill this back up with just random ass garbage. Go put it back. And then let's get on every radio station, uh, telegraph wire service, uh, computer terminal and say, hey, we're looking for this backpack. Uh, does he put a reward on it? I forget. But we're looking for this backpack so that he, people know where to go or whatever and find it or whatever. And they're like, and then he's like, I know this isn't the most by the book play. You know, maybe we shouldn't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, we got to do it, Dormer. You're the man. We miss, we love you, Dormer. That's why we brought you up here. And it's the same reason why, like, the, the chief's like, listen, I know the chief's like, he's big and fat still. And he's like, listen, I know the fucking LA people got in your head about shit, but that's not how it is up here. All right. We're just fucking, we are human beings taking care of other human beings and shooting mooses on site. That's what we do up here. There's less, yeah. there's less red tape up here. Once, you know I mean? once the moose gets moose. a taste for human flesh, they don't stop. Thank you, Kevin. Do you think they were arrested a killer whale? They were like, we think the killer whale did it. Let's go get him. Yeah, remember? It was... He's like, I'm being stereotyped, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, the killer whale killed the dude. I mean, the dude went in there. Bad idea. Looking for trouble. Uh, and so they they do that, and then they're like, "All right, we're gonna plant the bag back where it was, then do a stakeout around the bag. Then when the guy comes to get the bag, we got him. Done. Easy peasy, mm -hmm. lemon squeezy. We got this one. I get to go back to LA. So they all get in their little groups around this cabin. And sure as shit, here comes some moron in a green jacket. He's gonna pick up the bag. You know what I mean? And as he gets there, Dormer is like, "Give me the megaphone or whatever." And stupid ass little, little young buck cop tries to hand him the megaphone. They hit the wink wong button, and the fucking guy like freaks out on it. He runs <laughs> in the cabin. Like, oh, 
you fucking go everybody go and they all run to the cabin and they're all like you know doing they're like oh man is it in there? they open the door and they go in there and then a couple planks removed dude went through the base of the cabin like a wood chuck <laughs> i was like wait exactly. wait yep. I'm right there. i had the picture i was like woodpecker that ain't right hold on like a wood <laughs> chuck <laughs> he dropped down and he just ran away so everybody's like, all right, fucking let's go. So they drop down. They're in different teams or whatever. They start running. Uh, as soon as they get, you know, out there, it's like foggy and they're kind of in like a river bank and like, oh, man, what the hell's going on? And then uh, uh, the stupid cop with the stupid megaphone button, he gets shot in the leg by the bad guy. And we're like, oh, fuck, there he is in his green jacket. And he, the cop goes down. And he's like, are you OK? He's like, yeah, just get this son of a bitch. And Dormer's like, you got it, man. And so they run, he runs off and there's a bunch of camera swirls and we're like, wait, where are we in the woods anymore? There's some trees. There's a lot of fog over here. I don't understand what's happening. And so then uh, the a guy appears in front of Dormer and Dormer's like, it's the guy because of the green jacket and he shoots. And then that guy drops and then he runs over there. And guess what? It wasn't, it wasn't the dude. It wasn't the bad guy, guy even though the revolver dropped right next to him. Very interesting. Dormer picks that up. Uh, it's Hap. Hap's been shot. And so Dormer gets down. He tries to put pressure on the wound or whatever for Hap and Hap ain't buying it immediately. He's like, did you do this on purpose? Like, he, well, he's more like, you know, he, yeah. but he's like, did you do this on purpose? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you want to get rid of me? And, and Dormer's like, no, man, this is, yeah, we're out of here fucking hunting some weirdo. I think it's Robin Williams. And they're like, no, it's like, yeah, what are we going to do? And then, like, Hab just fucking dies. And then Dormer goes, man down. We got a man down over here. And so, like, they all come over. I, like, oh, I, my God. like, right off the bat, obviously, you can't have this movie without this being, without this happening. This is the whole crux of the damn issue that uh al pacino deals with for the rest of the movie yeah but don't you just go like look man i fucked up like it was foggy out here i thought he was the bad guy like you know I've, you'll probably get taken off the case but yeah but i think that the, the, you're telling the truth you know yeah but with the ins- he already doesn't trust ia he already has them breathing out his neck about this other framing and uh, let alone i i assume the other frame job that he did and on top of that just in general his department being rotten I feel like his concern is that if he says this, he's for sure done. And then it's what we just talked about at dinner where the whole thing unravels, where they look into every one of his cases. And I, I and I, you know, I don't think he was I, on the up and up for most or a lot of that's, the whole, the I, whole point of the movie also is that one bad decision, like throws you off course for the rest of your life. And you keep having to chase that, which is why like we needed to see that for the very, very end shot where she's about yeah. to throw a bullet away and he stays her hand and he's like, don't go down that road. Like I'm just thinking logically, when this happened, I didn't think this would be what the movie was about. <laughs> like, no, Andy, if, when I shot, if I shot you, I'd be like, I shot him. And people would be like, I get it. And, and they'd be it. like, was it foggy? You'd be like, nah. It was foggy. Was it foggy? First question, was it foggy? We were at a Wendy's. <laughs> we were in the parking lot of a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it made a lot in the movie too, right? It's the small things. Or he says it. It's the small things. So I think it, yeah. they want it to be. And granted, taking a life isn't a small thing, but I think it is like that tiny little decision that then once you're on that track, he feels fucked and he can't get off of. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting and leads to places. Andy uh, and Kevin, why is Al Pacino's name what it is? Oh. Al? Well, in the movie. Dormer. Because he's related to oh, Natalie Dormer. Sleeve? Dormer. 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 Yeah. It's more, it's oh. closer to the French, right? They, uh, the fact I read said Spanish. Yeah. So yeah, his, yeah. his name's Little close media. to sleep in Spanish. So cool. it's fun yeah. stuff for you. That's cool. That's cool. He Mimis, was so tired been, by the end. Kevin, it should have been Mimis. Have you ever heard Mimis? That's a, no, that's a great cafe. I that. my parents. Really? Oh, wow. That's okay. Memes. I guess it's such a. So what your yeah, parents it's, like a Mex- you? it's a Mexican American thing. Like yeah, every kid, like, ah, time for Mimis. Like, you know, like dormir Mimis, you know? Yeah. 
My grandma used to call pooping your pants kiki. She said, you got to make a kiki. <laughs> okay, so not pooping your pants, just pooping. Well, I used to, yeah. Like, I was like, Did you yeah, poop your pants like, a lot? I, I poop. Well, I was worried about it. I was always worried about pooping my pants, as Greg always was. But Greg, not to you know the that, extent that, where Greg was. He had a bucket, right? In the 80s. There's three things that are super scary in the 80s, guys. Of course, quicksand, lasers, and pooping your pants in public. You just yeah. never knew when any of those things were going to pop up. They were terrifying. So, so she swapped one vowel for the other, like Kaka and Kiki. Kiki, she's like, you gonna make a Kiki, Nikki. You gotta make a Kiki, and I'm like, Grandma, I'm gonna go make a Kiki. And then she had all these weird, like my grandmother was really into, um, like the the tissue holders that were mirrored, but like the crack mirrors, you know those things, like where you take a bunch of mirrors and it makes it, so everything was reflective. So no matter where I looked, I could always see a little bit of myself taking a Kiki. Here's my question, and this is one I don't expect us to have an answer for, but I'd love you to tweet at me, ladies and gentlemen, with as little context as you can. If you are raised in a country that uses the bidet, do children use the bidet? At what point does a kid? Why would the children not use the bidet? That's like because they're dumb kids. They want to make Kiki. Now here's <laughs> my question. You yeah. know when when little kids are learning to use the to the potty, they have a little fake potty that they go yeah. in. Squat back of the yeah. Sure. Do they have a little little you kids bidet that, you, you, that they learn? You originally no no, or no. I'm saying the kids learn with the bidet. These kids aren't wasting their time wiping their ass. They figured out a system that works better for the whole continent. You know. Nick's grandma said, "Nikki, you got a kiki." And Nick goes, Grandma, I got a kiki. <laughs> but Tim, I picture him like at I picture him 17 years old. Andy, I did too with the stupid ponytail in his little major bat, you know. Okay. Outfit. Okay. Beat upon Nick. <laughs> Nick tries to share a, a, a beautiful story when he was a, a child and a, a beautiful Nick, memory Nick. of his grandmother. And then and now I get like monster. <laughs> Nick, I you was just monster. I was just telling you what I pictured when you said it. That's all. What's what's sad is I actually pictured myself seventeen wearing a hoodie with the with the <laughs> with the ponytail, but I was like, no, that can't have been right. I must have been. my grandma died when I was in like no, that could have been. Could have been. Yeah. I also used to like to take my time. Did you guys ever like take your time when you're in the bathroom? You just stand there for like an hour. A minute and hour. Hang out. It's like, What's less than three minutes or something's really wrong. That's, that's the weird thing to think about too, right? Is like we didn't have phones back then. No. You would go in there and be there forever. What the fuck are you doing? Is air conditioning. Get distracted. It was air conditioning. Dude. We had a very <laughs> childhood. We had a very because that vent would hit you. You're just sitting there. Oh, God, yeah. Getting hit by that van on a hot summer day. Mom's been on my back all day about that fucking paper I got to write. I just want to yep. chill in here. Totally. She's not going to ask any questions. And then inevitably, 25 minutes in, you'd get this. What are you doing in there? business. Kiki. Making a key. <laughs> so they all run over and they're like, oh my God, what happened? He's like, the bad guy shot him and he ran that way. He's like, oh, fuck. All right, great. Thanks, Dorman. And then, uh, yeah, he's dead. And so then we're back to the police station. Everybody there's, and he's he's doubling down. Like, I got shot and then ran off this way and blah, blah, blah. And then he has to call the uh, widow. And I think, yeah, the kid answers. And then he talks to the widow. And she's like, just promise me this. You don't arrest him. You fucking kill him. Bring him. Son of a bitch. And he's like, wow, I got it. Wow. And so then he leaves and he walks home and he pukes in an alleyway and he sees a dead dog. Is what you guys said? Because on, yeah. on my screen, it was just a sea of black and an eyeball. And I'm like. That's a dead something. I don't know what I'm watching this HBO Max version of this. I don't know what I'm seeing, but cool enough. Um, then he goes back to his hotel. 
um, the woman there, uh, news radio woman, she already knew about it because it's a small town. She's like, he was right here the other day. And he's like, wow. And then she's like, well, the phone rings and it's for you. And it's the guy. And he's like, I'll take it. And he's basically, and the guy's like, oh man, it sucks. Your partner got killed. He was going to tell me a lot of information. Huh? That's pretty convenient. He's like, don't fucking talk to me. Wow. You did this. You don't know what it's like. You are a pencil pusher. You sit behind a desk. You know what I mean? He doesn't understand what's fucking going on. Fucking IA. And slams the fucking phone down. You're a fake guy. He's not a real cop. And so he does that and he goes upstairs and he can't sleep because of the insomnia. And of course, he murdered his friend and now he's lying about it. With <laughs> all around. But, it was you know, an accident, though, right? Friendly fire I happens all the time. I agree that it was an accident, but then he does the lie and he's committed now. You know sure. what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's, the, he the, saw the, an the, easy out, right? Like right now, know. if you accidentally kill Nick, you're yeah. lying about it, right? Uh, you know me. I'm too. Oh, we'll pure. help you find the body. Uh, hide the body. Find the body. <laughs> <laughs> Found it. I don't think it was lost. It's been right here the whole time. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin just looks at me like I'm out ideas. <laughs> this is all <laughs> I do. This is all I bring to the table. I can sniff a body out like no matter uh, no one's business. Tired, of course, and we get basically that. Guess what? It's pretty much the perfect crime. The stupid guy who hit the megaphone button. He's racked with guilt by hitting the megaphone button and also didn't see shit. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, we get a we get million dollar baby she's out there trying to reconstruct the crime and nobody's really taking it seriously right because she's the only one who wants to be an actual cop everybody else just likes the badge and the outfit so they're like i don't want to lay down oh i don't want to do this blah, blah, blah. and she's putting together she's like then he says it ran this way and like oh and it's totally clear now which sucks and so they're like looking for stuff and they, they everything it's it, they can't find the bullet the other bullet on the uh, over there like oh that's uh, that sucks I mean, and he's like this is great for me and then he goes to investigate the bot to see Hap's body, right? And get the evidence. And the coroner's like, oh man, you came yourself. No big deal. Here's the fucking bullet. And he's like, thanks. Ooh-ah. And he takes it and he's like, I'll take it from you. Ooh-ah. And then what he does is he waits till nighttime, or it is nighttime, I forget. And he takes the gun that he still has from the killer, goes down the same alley he puked in, goes back to the dead dog slash maybe dead moose, shoots that thing, then pulls out the bullet, then goes home, cleans it, puts it back in the evidence thing, drops it off. Guess what? The bullet that killed. Hap is now the same bullet from the same gun that shot the other guy in the leg. And so it's like, you know, this sucked. I hate that it had to happen this way. But, hey, we're getting out of this thing scot-free. I can accept this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Dormer. And so he's like, no harm, no foul. I'm going to lay down. And he guys, lays down. He's like, I'm finally going to get some sleep. Yeah. I just want to say, if any of you guys accidentally kill me while trying to hunt down a killer and yeah. you can make it look like the killer did it, go for it. You know what I mean? Make it harder okay, for the okay. killer. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. Good of you, Kev. Yeah. That's really good of you. Also, I'll just say this, Kevin. If we're in Alaska and I accidentally killed you, I would eat you. Is that okay? Nick, that, that's really heartwarming. I would, Nick, I, would, you, I would want you to be a part of You wouldn't need to do that because you have so many options to eat. Options like our sponsor, HelloFresh. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit in Alaska. Last I heard, in America. Uh, HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy and affordable. Uh, HelloFresh offers so many recipes to choose from each week to help you break out of your recipe rut. Here's the deal. Here at Kind of Funny, we've been talking a lot about burgers. It's been Burger City, um, and I've been wanting a burger real bad. And recently... GM made some burgers, thanks to HelloFresh, and it was fantastic. Uh, HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients mean there's less prep for you and less food waste. The packaging HelloFresh uses to ship your food is almost entirely made from recyclable and or already recycled content. Um, Feeding the whole family's never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. you got a ton of options here. It's really clear. The website's really simple to use to get exactly what you're trying to get. 
Uh, it's America's number one meal kit. Why wouldn't you try it? You know, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash 80 morning and use code 80 morning to get a total of $80 off. That's why it's in the promo code, uh, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash 80 morning to get that sweet, sweet deal. Uh, next up, I want to talk about MeUndies. Have you ever seriously considered the underwear that graces your nether regions? If you've got some important stuff down there, you know that you should be like checking out what's going on. Right now, I'm wearing some. I got some sweet pineapples on them. Uh, they're a little shiny. Every once in a while, I like to, to shine. Kev, you got some going on? I just ordered a 10-pack, and I just got the socks. They're very good. comfortable. Good. Greg, you feeling good? You have that micromodal on? Yeah, I got the camo on. I got Ooh, my new camo back in finally. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Of course, I'm wearing the shirt. I'm wearing the lounge pants. You can't see them, but I'm not going to stand up. Just trust me. I also have to keep in mind, everybody, that of the 10 MeUndies packs that I own or MeUndies uh, pairs that I own, I've I've bought eight of them. Keep that in mind, everybody. Keep that in mind. They're yeah, fantastic. MeUndies has a great offer for you guys right now. Any first time purchasers, you can get 15% off and free shipping. Uh, this is a no brainer, especially because they have 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get your 15% off your first order, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning for 15% off your first order. Do it. MeUndies.com slash morning. And finally, shout out to ExpressVPN. Uh, here's the thing, Nick. You don't need to tell me what it was, but when was the last time you searched for something online that you wouldn't want others knowing about? This morning, probably. Yeah, probably. You should probably be using ExpressVPN, man. Your internet service provider can see every single thing uh, that you're searching for, even if you're in incognito mode. That's why you should be checking out ExpressVPN and using it. Uh, it doesn't matter if you get your internet from Verizon or Comcast or Sonic or anywhere. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. That's real bad. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites that you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, your phones, your smart TVs, your computers, everything. Uh, protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit the link at expressvpn.com slash morning. You can get three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash morning, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash morning to learn more and to get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Whew, back to the plot. So he's like, I got away with it. I nailed it. I can finally get some sleep. And he lays down and he starts to drift off and the phone rings. And Ugh. he answers it. Who is it? The genie from Aladdin, Robin Williams himself. Three wishes. Mm-hmm. The three wishes. Don't fuck me is wish number three. And <laughs> don't fuck me. It turns <laughs> out. <laughs> Remember that? That was a great game. Remember the word there, though. Yeah, don't I think fuck it was with me. me. Don't fuck with me. I mean, either way, don't fuck I guess, me. Yeah, it's true. Don't fuck me on this. Don't fuck yeah, me over on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I like, like I, mean, I don't know. Don't fuck me kind of like. <laughs> I guess with no it sounds way to the three wishes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was don't fuck with me. Like, don't fuck was me he over. trying don't to fuck, fuck you? <laughs> I understand. Again, see, if you didn't, if you missed this whole game over, Gregory Show, remember, it's that genies always have some kind of fucking caveat on this. Yeah, so you always, always use your third wish of don't fuck me over. Always. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck. Okay. Everybody happy now? The words in there? All right. Go anyways. It's Robin Williams. Guess what? He's the killer. 
uh he saw everything happen he can he admits that he knows everything here he's like listen dormer i saw it all and i'll keep your secret you keep my secret keep stop looking for me it won't be a big deal no big deal no harm no foul that you know did you kill hat because of uh, the investigation uh you know whatever you and dormer's like playing defense for a while here and then eventually they hang up he's like fuck it's not the perfect crime somebody fucking knows and i need to get to him and stop him so Robin now Williams, so good Robin Williams, yeah, he's, he so, can be so, so, so good as a creepy actor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He did some movie, one hour photo. Yeah. Wow. Same year. Yeah. Oh, really? really? Wow. His villain. Same year, 2002. Both the, both the dramatic Robin Williams movies came out. Terrifying. Wow. Terrifying in it. And he, he so does it in this too. And so, uh, Dormer's like, fuck, somebody else knows, somebody else I have to take care of, and I can't do this through official police channels for the most part. And so, what he does now is uh, go to the funeral. Because it's the funeral now for uh, the woman who was murdered, uh, Kay Connell. Kay. Mm. Uh, time to go to her funeral. He goes there. Guess what? Avery from Nashville's there with the best friend, very cuddly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Clearly, there's something going on there. And Dorm was mm-hmm. like, ooh, I'll get to the bottom of this. And so, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hillary Swank tries to talk to him for a little bit. And he's like, whatever. And then he fucks off. And then he goes over there while Avery's getting on his motorcycle with the best friend. And he's like, why don't I give a ride on my ooh, and he's like, why would he want? Why would she want to go with you? And he, he, she's me to like, I'll go with you. And so they get in the car, and weird. Uh, very weird. Well, she's, you know, they just want to leave that town, Andy. I think they all just any want to get way, out of that town, Andy, any by way any way possible, means necessary. Yeah. yeah. She gets in there, she starts getting all flirty, and she's pulling up her skirt on the side and stuff like this. And Dormer ain't having it, right? He's trying to get information here about this, like, you know, what's going on. You know, clearly that's her boyfriend, but she's all over there uh, grabbing, or he's over there grabbing on you. He's like, "Why don't we play a game?" Oh, and he, you know, he goes like, "He's gonna go chicken with the, the semi truck." And the last second, they get out of that, and then they pull over to a garbage dump, and she's like, "Why do I? Why do I this one?" He's like, "I know everything. This is why they found her in a pile of garbage." And you know, you're at the funeral, and he's grabbing your ass, and this is happening. Clearly, a torn up photo like that was it was all about this. And she's like, "Well, she had a secret too. She was seeing this guy." And he's like, "Who's the guy?" And she's like, "I don't fucking know. She never told me her name. It was he was gonna get her out of this town, as we were just saying. She was gonna get me. You, you know, it was gonna be her escape plan. It was her secret. Yada yada yada." And so he's like, "But you talked to her about it. What did she call him?" And she called him Brody. Brody is the name she, that it was. And it's like, "Ah, okay, cool, Brody. Thank you. That's enough to go on." And so, uh, you know, he gets rid of her or whatever, and then he looks at the book, and the book says the guy's name, right? And it's, but it's like, uh, what, what, I forget name. the, AJ. yeah, the, I knew the author. I knew, yes, the author's name is on the book. Yes. Uh, let me look at IMDb. Uh, Robin Williams is Walter Finch, who go, and it says like on his cover jacket or whatever, he goes by Brody or some shit like that. And it's like, oh, fuck, it's Brody. Ma. And so he's like, it's got, then got the same town he lives in or whatever. And it's also in Alaska. So Al Pacino drives over there and he gets a phone book and he looks up at Walter Finch's address and he gets that and he goes to the fucking uh, house and he knocks on the door and there's just dogs barking, but no people. So Jimmy's lock comes in, a little piece of paper falls out. A great move so you know if somebody's been in your house right and so he puts it on the piano rather than put it right back like an idiot and shuts the door and then he starts snooping all over the house looking around for stuff he finds the other books he finds the author photo he takes that he puts in his pocket uh, and as he's investigating the whole uh place here right uh he does he he finds the gun here or, or no he no he brought the gun he brought the gun he sorry, brought sorry, the sorry. gun he, he brought the, the gun vent. and he p- plants it in the vent right uh no he doesn't while- do that till afterwards Okay. Oh, right. He sees him yeah. first, chases him. So down. anyways, yeah, while he's there, he hears the lock or key in the door or whatever. And then we get the shot of Ron Williams realizing something's up. So he runs. Dormer chases him. They have a little chase scene here. Eventually, they run uh, down to the water where there's a logging operation in action. It's Alaska, of course. 
Robin Williams, having lived in Alaska far longer than Dormer, is able to just run perfectly across these logs just Shit in longer. a very awesome, amazing Do sense. you think he did this often, the running on the logs? It seemed like it, Kevin. It right? seemed like it. Because yeah. he was going fast. I think – here's my theory on this, if I may. First sure, off, this may. is not the first time I've seen this. I think this was featured in a movie called Stakeout with uh, Emilio Estevez and Richard Ooh. Dreyfuss. Ooh. And it was terrifying back then because if you fall under, you can't move the log, so you're just screwed. Similar yeah. to if you Have fall you into a pool cover, you were just fucked when you were a kid. Another, sure. Those are things four and five to be scared of in the 80s, guys. Four and five. What, what are number one and two? Number one, uh, lasers, lasers, of course. Uh, quicksand. The Don't logs, mention three. Don't mention three. Uh, the pool and three was what was three? Kevin eating Kevin Pooping. alive. Pooping. Pooping. Kiki. Yeah. Kiki. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kiki. Robin Williams gets across like he's playing expert mode Frogger. Uh, Al Pacino from L.A. A fish out of water tries to do, and he just goes bloop right underneath it, just gone. You know what I mean? And he's underneath. Well, I feel there, like, like Robin Williams is wearing the boots. He's wearing the hiking sure. boots. You know what I mean? Sure, Greg? Of and Robin, yeah, and yeah, of course, group. Al Pacino has the nice smooth, loafer, smooth. which doesn't have you know, it's too smooth. No, sure. tra- no traction. Yeah. And so he's underneath the logs, banging on the logs, trying to get his face up from the logs, and he can't do it, and it looks like he might drown. But then the last second, he's able to get up. He gets out, and he looks over, and Robin Williams is just fucking toast, man. He's so far gone. There's no way he could possibly catch him. And he's like, oh, you got him this time. And so Robin Williams takes off. And Dormer goes back to Robin Williams' apartment, goes in there, and starts drying himself off. And I was, I, initially, I was like, why is this happening? And then Robin Williams calls and talks on his own answering machine, trying to encourage him to answer, and is like, Oh, you know, uh, you must be freezing the water. I'm like, all right, Alaska. That makes perfect sense. And so, yeah, he's like, I got clean towels in there. Take a shower. I'm clearly not coming back or whatever. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, However, I'm going to be on this ferry uh, tomorrow. You should be there, too. We should talk this out in a public place. Like, obviously, don't pull any shit. Uh, And I'll see you soon. All right, Dormer, bye. And uh, this is, yeah, when uh, um, Al Pacino hides the gun, uh, setting up this whole thing. He's like, I got you, motherfucker. I'm going to hide the gun here. They'll come get you, and it'll all be fine. There you go. So then from there, um, I think – I forget, but I think this is when it's you can the next feed my day dogs at the police station. Fuck you, bro. Yeah, I exactly. Feed damn dog. Yeah, exactly. I bet you he fed uh, them though. Yeah. Yeah, those dogs didn't do anything wrong. They don't know that you know they have a murderer as a dad. I don't know. Much like Portillo. Um, I God. think this is in the next day because he can't <laughs> sleep again, obviously. I think right. in the next day, this is when we're at the police station. Hillary Swank's like, hey, here's my report, by the way. You just need to sign it, and this whole thing's closed, and we don't have to worry about it anymore, and I can come back to helping you on the real case I want to. And she, he goes to sign it. He's, he's also kind of woozy and insomniac. And he's like, he goes to sign it, and, and then she says something just making it seem meaningless, and he's like, you know what? Double check this again. Like this is a man's life. You know what I mean? He, he kind of goes back to the cop. I think he wants to be, but it, obviously this is actually against his own interest. But he encourages her to look into it more, which was a stupid thing to do. And she's like, "Oh, okay, fine. I want You know, I didn't mean to trivialize. But I mean, he's a good cop. He can't fight those urges. You know. I mean, this one case he should because he already fought the urge to tell the truth, and it kind of fucked up everything. So having yeah, but I think, that, deeper I think that was the point here where he has a moment where he's like, "I know if I'm going to give her one more shot at finding the truth, and if she doesn't, whatever." But I think that was him sort of like wanting to be caught. You think so? Yeah, I read that as like him being like, I could sign this, but if I do, it's pretty much over. But if like, I just, I just kind of read it as he felt like he was mentoring her and like didn't want her to be complicit in something. So he was like, I read like it a moment he of conflict wa- for me. I think he read, I read the mentorship part of it. I didn't read it as he wanted to get caught as much as he was still trying to teach a lesson of like, no, everything matters. You know, don't just brush this off. Maybe I don't know. I, I just felt like low key on some on some level. He was like. She'll figure it out, and then I'll get caught, and this will end. But maybe no. I'm reading too much into it. Who knows? Uh, so from there, then, uh, it's like, okay, cool. She's going to do that. And then he's like, I got a ferry to catch. See you guys later. He goes to the ferry and gets in, and Robin Williams is at the end of it. And he walks over there, and they have a long conversation around the ferry about everything that's happening and how he's like, listen, you didn't mean to kill Hap. I didn't mean to ki- or kill um, 
K. I didn't mean to kill yeah, K, yeah. right? It just happened. This, these things happened. It was an accident. You had an accident. I had an accident. We can work together on this and get out of this, right? Let's just plant it all on the boyfriend. And he's like, oh, man, I don't know. And she, he's like, no, the boyfriend sucks. Like, the boyfriend's abusive, and this is a long time coming, and he probably would have killed her eventually anyway. He would have crossed the line. He already, he already was abusive. What do we care if we fuck this guy's life over, I right? Kept, I kept waiting for Dormer to have a sort of character turn here because he keeps on sort of entertaining the this idea with uh, with Robin Williams. And he keeps on kind of listening like, yeah, okay, we can do that. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. And I expected him to be like, but what you're misunderstanding, Robin, is I'm not a fucking scum. Like, I expected but, some sort of character turn. Sure. But the whole time he's just there like, yeah, we should do We're this. We're equals. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah, but kind of- but he was manipulating him. He was trying to set him up so that he'd be comfortable to get more information, as much information as possible, to find so out where the could, body was. Also, right? Well, no, 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 no where they happened, knew the body, right? but where yeah, where the evidence where was. Yeah. Turns out. Gotcha. Well, the, I, I well, just waited, remember. I just waited for that character turn, and we never got it. And then Robin Williams is eventually like, "Hey, I got you recorded, bro." Wild card. Well, but wild, in this as well, he was he was like playing along with him, but he had already yeah. planted the gun in his apartment, right? right? Yeah, yeah, and so or, I think the whole thing was he was yeah. like, "I'm just uh, gonna, I'm gonna placate him for a while mm-hmm. until that's I can true. figure Let me... out how to get the cops over to his place because he wanted because he, he yeah. wanted him to come like turn himself in to get like interviewed, and he was like, "Oh, and don't don't mention the boyfriend, like that's gonna look too obvious." Right. It was a tactical yeah. error on I Al Pacino's yeah. part. Al Pacino should have just arrested him and been like, "This dude just confessed to killing her." And then he could have been like, well, I didn't do that because there's like there's no evidence that Al Pacino had anything to do with it. Right. And I'm like, this guy did it clearly. And then let's go over to his house and look for the gun. And it's just there. And boom, bada bing, bada boom. But at this point, you, cool. you feel like Robin Williams had already taken the gun and disposed of it. Yep. I figured something else has to do with it. Yeah, I feel it's like he could have killed him on the boat here. Well, this you know is the mean? other thing with, with Al Pacino that I'm just like this character. There, there, there are moments of this where I'm like, it's we're breaking – we're, we're, these are a little bit too big of leaps in logic. Like when he walks at him the first time and the guy gets he shoots, he, he, literally Al Pacino's got his gun trained on the guy and the guy shoots the cop next to him and Al Pacino's like, Hoo-ah! and instead of pulling the fucking unloading a clip into this fucking figure that's 20 feet away from him, then there's the chase scene where Al Pacino could shoot him three times. I'm like, just shoot the fucker. Figure it out. <laughs> He's jumping across logs. And then we, yeah, guys fucking out in the open jumping across a log and instead you put your gun away and you're like, I've never done this before, but I'll just do human fucking frogger right now. What the hell's going to happen? Tim, I also thought moment. he should shoot him. Just I did him. too, but I mean, I understand the reasoning of like, why am I shooting this guy? Why am I here? What, like the progression because of the bad cop shit up. that led you here? But yeah, but I would have been like, this guy's a murder suspect. We thought it was him. I, I would have been like, I saw the book. I went to question him. He ran. I shot him in the fucking leg and he drowned. Oops. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, eventually it's going to, I hear you and I agree with you. And this is us, you know, because we're fucking citizens arresting people left and right. You know what I mean? That's why we That's call ourselves Los Vigilantes. Vigilantes. Los like, Vigilantes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here he is. He already got the name Brody from the woman by almost killing her by putting her into this truck. Then he took her to the garbage dump where he was like threatening her and screaming at her and shit like that. Like, yeah, no, there's been a lot of bad cop off. work done here. Yeah. And he's, he's already on the, the line for his career going down for bad cop work. Like I hear you, I get you. This is why we need a Batman. But I'm like, but I'm, like this, I'm like, this is where you draw the line. You planted evidence on someone. You've put people's lives in danger, and you know this guy is the killer because he's already told you as much. Yeah. And you're not going to shoot this guy in the fucking butt. Just shoot him in the butt. Right well, then the butt. he's going to still talk. You got to go for the head on this one. Anyways. What's he going to say though? What's he going to say? 
as you said, Andy, he tape recorded the whole conversation. So now Dormer is incriminating. This is the whole thing. Wild, Wild card. Um, Wild card. Hillary's still going through trying to do this stuff. She finds the newspaper here that has the article in it still of like, oh man, the whole fucking operation's under investigation. Hmm. And so she, hmm. she he can't sleep. And I think he gets another call from Robin Williams and he's like, I, I think I'm going to bring up the boyfriend. He's like, do not bring up the boyfriend. And like some other shit about this whole fucking crime we've been talking about. Um, then we uh robin williams is brought in for questioning because of the books right hillary found the books and was like oh one of them was personally inscribed so it's like oh shit okay fuck so they bring him in and he's like oh yeah you know all the cops are being nice to him except dormer who's being a dick and he's like you know they're that things escalating and then robin williams is like oh yeah it's her boyfriend probably he was very abusive she talked about that all the time he also mentioned this gun you know what i mean this horrible gun that he would like that he had and that he would hide in like the fucking vents and he says it in a very peculiar way and like looks at dormer and dormer's like fuck he knows he found the fucking thing yeah He's got a camera in that house or something. Um, and so then Dormer gets agitated because he's got to get out of He's got to get him out of himself out of this room. Right. And then try to save the uh, uh, boyfriend who's about to have this whole thing pinned on him. And so he's like, he gets in his face. like, what did you fuck her? You're trying to have sex with her. And he's like, get the hell out of here. And then the, the Boston public guy's like, you're losing your cool Dormer. Get out of here. It's so a Dormer leaves. And then he rushes over to Avery's place. And then uh, they, in the cops, they call judge, whoever the fuck judge Reinhold. And they're like, this Hey, we need ants. Yeah, we need Judge a we, Yeah, we need a fucking uh, search warrant for this. We'll get him on the phone. And so he gets he's out riding a moose. And so like Dormer runs to Avery's house and he gets in there and he's looking all around for the gun, trying to find stuff. Uh, the cops finally get their thing. They rush over there too. Two planes action. Everybody's running all over these places trying to figure this stuff out. Um, also, I think it gets it got mentioned here that uh, he had letters from K. This is Robin Williams had letters from K that talked about this kind of stuff and that that would prove that Avery's you know, a bad guy too. And so uh, Dormer's there. He can't find the gun. He can't find the gun. Then the cops get there. They start their search and he's like, fuck, he runs and hides in the bathroom and he shuts the door. And like a cop's just about to open that door. It's, you know, it's going to be jigs up on this one. And uh, uh, get, they, one guy's like, I found it. And like, oh, fuck. And they go over there and like in a vat of motor oil was the gun. He's got like on a thing. And Dormer then comes out and then kind of sl- sl- slithers back in like he just got there. Like, we got him, Dormer. Fucking job well done. Like, yeah, we're cops. And so at the same time, Avery comes home and he's like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, you're fucked, Junior. Get on the ground. You know what I mean? And Avery's like, no. And so they drag his ass off to that thing. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. He's looking so that, at Pacino like, you know. Ooh, you, you know, know something. You're not telling me what the fucking yeah. thing is. Wow, wow, wow. And so they're like, that's <laughs> that's job well done on that. He's done. Um, I, I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it here. Do it. I'm not 100% sure Take about it. There. Him and Robin Williams meet up and he gets the tape from Robin Williams and trashes it and throws it away. And then Robin Williams, I think, confesses the entire thing of how he killed her and how he just punched her and couldn't stop punching her. And then he's like, that's not an accident. You beat her for 10 minutes. You're an idiot. You're, you're yeah, a that psycho. Was, that was a horrible like yeah. that. That's one of the things where like Robin Williams did such a good job conveying the fact that he was like a crazy person that will for sure do this again. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 And that's of course Dormer's problem here, right? Is that he this he knows this isn't a one time thing. He had already said too, right? Like, I see I see pieces of shit like you all the time. You're not special to me. Like I know who you are. I can see through it. Like I know you're you know You're my job, but this is yeah, what exactly. I Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Greg, what was that impression that you and Nick used to do from a character from the Flash? You're gonna oh. tell me this guy over here is the arrow. Yeah. Oh, the arrow. Yeah. 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 It was the te- it lo- detective it Lance. Reminded me of that. It Thank looks you, like yeah. you're doing the uh the the dog from um, Laurel saving Silverman, the little dog kid. 
You know, oh, you can't be okay. Yeah, the Al Pacino okay, looking you got guy. Me there in the end. You got me there in the yeah. end. Yeah, like, the blonde girl works. Yeah, her yeah. whole family's the blonde yeah, yeah, family yeah. person. The circus um, people. So, yeah, he does this. Him and Robin Williams have it out. Uh, Robin Williams like, and you know what really sucks? Is that tape's the only thing that could prove anything that actually you're saying right now. So, like, you just threw that away and ruined that chance. And he gets, like, thrown around a bit. But uh, I forget, he eventually get, he knocks him down. Somebody gets knocked. They get knocked down. I don't know. But then he's like, ah, fuck it, it's over. And they all leave. They break off in their different camps. Um, Hillary Swank, meanwhile, had found a bullet casing at the on her like last, 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 last walkabout. She found a bullet casing. It was nine millimeters, which like, is not. How did nobody see that? Fog. Yeah, no, they don't think they're... Like, if you were if you're Al Pacino, wouldn't wouldn't you be like, I gotta go find that fucking bullet casing? Like I knew exactly where yeah. I was shooting from, and I know that a bullet casing can only fly roughly what six seven feet away from the gun when it comes when it pops out i would be searching that religiously plus always light outside so it's never like dark yeah. you're not gonna yeah. not be able to find this thing. I would and absolutely you gotta, and you're not sleeping no. you gotta make it a point to go find this bullet casing before the whole search party of like 30 people are looking like how did none of them see that it's rocks it's rock. you know what i mean yeah. that's that's really rock. sometimes the, the best camouflage is standing there exactly and also that we you don't understand, Andy, is that bullet shells look exactly like rocks. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Except nothing like them. Mm. Anyways, she had found this sheet piece. Oh, solid joke, she Nate. was already getting questioned about it. She she knows. She knows, right? That like this isn't this isn't adding up anymore. Something smells fishy here. Something smells like bad halibut. Anyways, though. <laughs> uh Dormer and Robin Williams are done. Uh Dormer is gonna leave the next morning. Dormer goes out drinking with the Boston public uh, guy and the other cops or whatever, and eventually uh, she shows up, a uh, million dollar baby, and she has some questions, and they're like, Oh, you have fucking Nancy Drews here. And then she eventually hugs him goodbye and grabs his uh, uh Al Pacino's uh, uh, backup weapon that she had written about in her thing, and it is a nine millimeter, and it is there, and she knows, she fucking knows. Man, she gives that thing a fucking squeeze, too. Yeah, it's totally a little gone. ropey. Gotta drive it's it home for it. us uh, the audience. I was right? like, we get it. And so she's like, what am I going to fucking do about this? Do I let him go? And she's like, I'm probably just going to let him go. I should look into this thing with the, with the Robin Williams. And she, so it's like, I'm going to go get these fucking letters from Robin Williams, right? And so she's like, I'm going to go get these letters from fucking Robin Williams. And he's like, yeah, I think they're at my cabin. Come to my cabin. She's like, no problem. I'll come to the cabin. And then Al Pacino's like, I'm going to go back to Robin Williams' place for something. I forget what he goes back for. I address. assume murder Al Pacino. Oh yeah, probably. Oh, Al, yeah, you're right. Al Pacino or, goes back there to fuck him up, doesn't he? Murder Robin he, Williams. Yeah, he. You're right. You're right. He is like, I can't let this stand. I gotta fucking end this. So he goes back there, breaks in. Robin Williams is not there. While he's searching around, he finds the uh, the actual letters uh, from what's her face that aren't in the cabin. Like he said, he, they weren't. He also finds the book and he looks at the the book jacket that has the author photo that also has the information on his cabinet. Well, you know, like whatever the fuck it is. And he pieces it together. He calls there to the station. Uh, Hillary Swank, Million Dollar Baby. She's already out on the prowl. She's out there trying to get these letters. She's going to go meet with Robin Williams. Miller, yeah. one question here. Just a. Uh, he said he had a cabin, right? When we assume that's the cabin they were in, but that wasn't right. He probably killed her in the other, the night, much nicer cabin, and then took. Well. The cabin where the just book hanging out in that shitty cabin. Yeah, the cabin where the book bag was isn't his cabin, at least not by any kind okay. of legal tender. That, I, I was with you on that too. Of like, yeah. wait, oh, I guess that makes sense that you go dump the bag somewhere yeah. that yeah. you know wouldn't be real. anyway. Um, so yeah, now he's at the nice cabin. Hillary Swank shows up at the nice cabin, and she's all like, 
she walks in yeah she's like oh you got the letters and stuff i forget i, I also watched silence of the lambs very recently so now those two scenes are starting to merge together of jodie foster calling out buffalo bill and him calling i forget how sure. it escalates and she gets she figures and it one out one of them they get the night vision goggles yeah, yeah, yeah no, i know i know the the night night night. she sees the dress i think right the yeah dress. she sees the dress right. in the ziploc bag i don't know but but it's weird because he opens up the drawer and almost like wants to show her so he can like get caught and kill her or something like that. It's very weird. Sure. But she sees it and he kind of like purposely lets her see it. And then he just turns around and clocks her. I, I feel uh, like uh, Robin Williams is doing such a good job of like you can tell his character slowly falling lo- in love with the idea of like getting away with it and setting murder, everything yeah. up. And like he keeps being like, no, I've written a perfect ending for all this. And it's just like, all right, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. 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 Um, Dormer shows up. The dogs start barking. Robin Williams has put Hillary Swank, I think, in the attic, right? Or at least upstairs. He's like, oh, fuck, it's Dormer. And so uh, he gets out. I, I, maybe yells at him here. I don't fucking remember. But uh, Hillary Swank, yeah, they start running around the house with guns. And then Hillary Swank wakes up and she comes down. And then she gets wounded, right? Or she's just so groggy? Or she's in the she shootout? She got knocked or... out, right? Yeah. She got I knocked mean... out, but then she came too. So what happens then... is Al Pacino and Robin Williams start fighting for the gun, right? She's slowly coming to. She Gunshot. comes down, hits Robin Williams, and somehow he's able to escape and takes her gun with him. Okay, right. Wow, God. I just remember the shotgun. scene of her, wow, like he, he's Robin Williams is shooting from the other like ramshackle cab or like yeah, the you know, house. barn. And it then was, they're down really and buy some yeah, lights. Hold on, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then he's like, "Cover me" or whatever. And then Al Pacino goes over and approaches, and he busts in. And sure. yeah, Robin Williams drops his gun, or they exchange guns, and then Al Pacino shoots him with a shotgun, while Robin Williams shoots him with just a pistol. Yeah, he's and like, "Wow, car, wow, bitches!" Robin Williams falls in the water, slowly sinks away. Uh, Al Pacino collapses. Hillary Swank runs over, and he's like, she's giving like you know the last rites over here, and she's like, "Nobody has to know." And she goes to take out the bullet and throw the bullet that would. Uh, make you know this all go away on the al, the al pacino side and he's like no it's a small thing stops her and it's like no you can't do this like, i love that love know, it oh, of course yeah. don't i forget what he has a better line that i'm, I'm fucking up right now yeah, but he's like don't, don't lose yourself yeah don't yeah, lose, yeah, yeah. whatever um, I, I do love that uh, right before that that i think it's kind of unrealistic but i think it's the only time where it could have been shown is where she sort of asks him did you mean to shoot hap you know, oh, yeah, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. where you know, and he's like, it was foggy. Maybe I did. I don't know. I'm fucking. No, I skipped crazy. the whole thing where yeah, he 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 confesses everything to the news radio woman. Yeah. When she goes oh, up there, yeah. she's like, oh, she's right. like, it's not even dark. It's not even light in here, and she turns on the lights, and, and it gets then they fuck. Right? Weird. They they didn't. Did they fuck? No. No, they kind of just fall asleep on the bed together, which because yeah. she was fully clothed. Yeah. So I don't like. And you need to, you need to take off all your clothes to have sex. Huh. And then it's credits. That's insomnia. No faith in what you make it. <laughs> insomnia. Andy. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like City of Legends did. It's 3 a.m. I can't fucking sleep. Fuck me. Hey, what's this movie? Uh, see, Kev? Uh, yeah, yeah. Problem you did. It's all tied in. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Joe Mertens. Is it the daylight or the guilt of past misdeeds? JK, mm. it's the guilt. 
Mm-hmm. Misdeeds, good word. Good shout out to you, Joe Mertz, for the use of misdeeds. Jay Mertz. Andrew Feisner says, "A shot in the fog. The guilty man will not sleep. Williams is the creep." Shout out to Robin Williams, man. Good actor. That's it. That's it. Now, let's jump into Ragu Gugu. Ragu Gugu. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk the Good Guys or the protagonists. Oh, sorry, protagonist. uh, yeah. We, of course, are doing, uh, well, should be Ragu Poo Poo then. Uh, make a note, please. Ragu Kiki. Of course, uh, we've done two of the Nolan movies, the first of which was uh, It Follows, and the next one was Memento. Uh, we put Leonard or Lenny from Memento at number one as a better protagonist. And then, of course, the young man from following at number two. Where do we want to put oh, uh. Well, it was the young boy, but you told me to stop saying the young boy. Yeah, you, not <laughs> and also when I say boy, I just say it. Stop, so creepy. stop. Creepy. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like Al Pacino, Al Pacino's character in this, I, I think he's better than both of the people that we've seen so far. You know? I think he's number one. He's made it's mistakes. More... Yeah. I'd put That's him below Lenny. Story, but I think Lenny is a little bit more compelling. Well, I, so, well I, sorry. Is it we're, we're, who's more compelling or who um, is is better? It's just it's just a cooler. I mean, Kevin, we're not ranking like who is a better person. Uh, moral who has a better moral. I thought I like, thought this was who is a better person. No, no. Why you would like, think that? I don't know. A more, a more interesting protagonist, I think, is, um, is the idea. No, like again, Lenny. Lenny's cool. life. I feel like. I mean, all right. So I, I still stand for where where I put it, but because I feel like Lenny isn't living life. You know, he just exists for the the fifteen, maybe ten minutes that that happen, and then he's gone. You know, but really ripped body, really shredded. Yeah, I, that's not gonna last. Fast. That's not gonna last, you know what I mean? Or maybe it will last because you know it doesn't remember when he ate last, so he's eating very little. Interesting. I'll put him in number two, just nah, because I'll put him in number the, two as well. the young young man was was fine. And Lenny, yeah. there you go. The new rankings are Lenny number one, uh, hoo-ah, number hoo-ah. Two, and the young boy at number three. <laughs> uh, now it is time to to rank the movies. Currently, Christopher Nolan interview stands at number one, Memento. Number two, following. This is tough because I think following is is a much more fascinating concept, and it has that cool Nolan twist that we're we're so accustomed to that I really really enjoy, and I think it's impressive uh, from a writing standpoint. And this wasn't a Nolan movie, right? It was just you know it's just directed by him, so it's, it's kind of tough to say. I would I think this is a better movie overall in terms of you know acting and. Uh, and overall plot, and it's a more complete movie, but I think following was just a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. personally, I put this at the bottom of the list. I think this is number three. I uh, like the other two before because I think they were memorable and did something different. You know, like I had seen this, as I said, at, at launch or whatever years and years and years ago, and it was one of those that I've never thought about again, really. And I was like, oh, when we did this and I didn't even realize it was a Nolan film, I was like, oh, it'll be interesting to watch this as an adult and see if it was just that I was a kid and, or, you know, I didn't care. And watching it again, I'm just like, oh, no, it's just like it's a movie and it's it's got it plays with some interesting themes. And I think it's got some good performances, but it's not I think, you know, six months. from I don't think I'm going to think about this game, this this game, this movie again once this is over where I do think Memento and following, I think, 
did different things and had twists and turns and motivations that I think were really cool, even if it wasn't as well acted if we're talking about following. See, for me, it's the opposite where I think I think Memento is still number one, but I think this is just a I think this is the the team of uh, of Nolan and uh, and his cinematographer really, really knocking out of the park, making a very, very compelling pro looking movie. Um, and just it's cool to see sort of how they've uh, progressed. And I think that when I when I think about do I want to watch these films again, watching Insomnia again, I was kind of dreading. And then halfway through, I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. I'm getting more out of it the first time. I don't know that I ever want to watch following again. I just think it was a little bit. I appreciate what it was, but it was kind of pulling teeth to get through that sort of indie uh, quasi film school style movie. Uh, whereas I just feel like this is him doing a great job directing, uh, you know, veteran actors like Al Pacino and uh, Hilary Swank and, and Robin Williams at this point, And just like putting together a start to complete murder mystery that's less about thriller and more about a little more in-depth like character study. Um, and I give this a lot more credit this time around than I did originally. So I would say this is number two on my list. Yep. Um, I probably, I feel like this movie caught me off guard. I mean, obviously I've seen it before, but I, I feel like the, um, the fact that the story isn't about the killing and just finding this killer, like the, that it pivots and it does become about like him having to hide the murder and how that weighs on him. Like, I think that aspect's really cool. I do think that following that story was more interesting. Um, I don't think I'll ever watch either of these movies again. And I think that the following to me, that reveal that big moment brings this, that a little higher than this. So yeah, I'd put this as third. Yeah. I would also put it as third, mainly because I feel like uh, both following and memento kind of had unique things about them and really executed all those things very well where I was impressed with every twist and turn that they did where I was like, oh, this is a cool use of this. With this, I thought the themes were really cool and I thought that the use of the light and the use of the, like, the actual insomnia thing was very interesting and like what you guys are talking about about it not being about who did the killing. It's more about like this character falling apart and stuff. I thought they did fine. I don't think they did that great and it wasn't ever like fully interesting to me. It was kind of just like, oh, this is this is well done yeah. but not, not spectacular. And plus yeah. the fact that Nolan is more of a hired gun on this movie. Uh, as opposed to sort of the 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 captain of everything, you know, it, the fact that it's not a Nolan vehicle, I, I prefer both of Memento and following a lot more. Here, here. So there we go. Currently, number one, Memento. Number two, following, and number three, Insomnia. This Friday, we'll continue Miyazaki in review with uh, Castle in the Sky, uh, and then this Tuesday. This coming up Tuesday, The Prestige. Finally, mm -hmm. I'm going to see. They're excited about that. I've never seen it. Someone recently told me Hugh Jackman's in it, and there's magicians. And I'm like, this sounds fucking awesome. Hugh Jackman's like really into Tim. Tim, don't look at anything. I'm not going to look at anything. I'm already sold. So, right. and also, I'm going to watch it. So, exciting stuff. Uh, until next week. Hoo wow.